Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 631, recorded live on Sunday, March, no not March. Guess again. April 5th. There you go. 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who's been toiling outside this weekend, Dave Pillay. Hey, hey. And the man who is still picking up leaves from fall, Andy Lowe, hi. Oh no, that's that's what I'm doing too. Okay. Most of what I did yesterday for the like three and a half hours I was outside was leaves. Yep, I've got... Breaking leaves, mulching leaves, redistributing the mulch, pulling twigs out of leaves. Dude, uh, I'll do this for my uh, next review. Um, but I actually got a new leaf blower slash mulcher that I've been using. Isn't for it hours. amazing? Oh, do you got one too that can reverse? Yeah. Yeah. And like this huge leaf pile turns into this teeny little mulch pile. Yep. Granted, I've already done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bags. I've mulched down seven to seven bags full and i'm still going you've mulched to seven bags yes wow well this is what happens you've got the gigantic oak tree yes and most of the it was a it was a late dropper too there was already snow on the ground when the leaves finally fell yep so So you couldn't do anything about it no yeah you've got a gigantic oak see i just have a i have an ash and a maple well, our neighbors have the maple ne- right next door that, you know, leans over our yard. And then there's another, yep. it's like the, the each each person's got like a tree in their backyard, but all the branches are long enough that they start to like spread over Come the neighbor's over the yards. So, so what are you, what are you going to do with seven bags of mulch? Like, are you going to use, cause I know that you, um, you compost. Yes. But that's right. That's good material for compost. Yeah. Except I need more live material then. I need more green material, not brown. Ah, uh mow your lawn yeah i could do that too once you know the grass actually starts growing yep um my neighbor has already mowed his lawn it has been above freezing for a week and my neighbor has already mowed his lawn that's just wrong yep he mows it two times a week but the grass hasn't even started growing yet yep he mows every three to four days that's just that's just wrong. It I'm aware. It also makes me look awful because his grass is always trimmed. And I'm sitting here with a backyard full of leaves going, eh. <laughs> yeah, that's the backyard. No one cares. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, so I've I actually worked out a good technique for because the if the leaves have been there all winter, you can't blow them. No. Right? They're they're like stuck. But if you rake them into small local piles, you can just hoover them up with the mulcher. Yeah, what I've been doing now, though, is because we, um, we have a bunch of stones around the back part of our foundation because there was some drainage issues in the past. Mm-hmm. So I've got a bunch of leaves on the rocks. So I kind of can't rake those because, you know, rocks. Rocks. So that's what I've been working on, is been sucking up all of those. Mm. So I'll probably go out and actually do another 
bag or two today once Isaac gets up from his nap. Because I don't want to be that guy who, you know, breaks out the leaf blower at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning on the weekend. That's just, that just seems wrong. I mean, most people are awake by nine o'clock on a weekend. Yeah, but, you know, I still don't want to be that guy. So, you know, I normally just wait until later the afternoon right now to, you know, get the things yeah. mowed. Well, for, mowed. for me, it's, it's as soon as we finish this, I will be headed outside. So we can take as long as we want. Like if this is, if we want this to be an extended episode, I'm totally cool with that. Yes. But no matter how long this takes, the lawn will still be there. Right. So like, if this takes until, you know, like 6 o'clock at night and the sun's going down, then I don't have to go outside. Come on, Andy. Six and a half hour marathon podcast. I've actually always wondered what the world record has been for the... If if there is a world record for longest podcast. I mean, it feels like it could be pretty easy to do, though, right? Local Trio awarded Guinness World Record for longest interrupted webcast. Uninterrupted? Yes, 41 hours. I don't... They... <laughs> um, let's see. If one of them had not shown up... Oh, they had to have persons there watching them to make sure. Oh. So we'd have to find people to watch us. Yeah. For 40x hours, 50-some yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. Yeah. I, I think... There are there are circumstances that mean we are past the point in our lives where we could do that sort of thing. Yes. Yes, that is very true. As I'm sitting here gulping down coffee. <laughs> It'd be one of those things where I'd probably try and like give up caffeine three months beforehand. And so then that you could use use it to stay awake. Yeah. You know, start small. You know, start with the Coke, then go to Mountain Dew. Then go to the energy drinks, then go to the coffee, you know, hopefully by that point. go to the caffeine pills, like, (laughs) you keep escalating. I'm trying to think of what's past coffee, caffeine-wise, without going straight to, like, you know, pills. Uh, I mean, probably energy drinks, actually. Like, you've got the order backwards. Is it energy? There has to be more caffeine in an energy drink than than in coffee. Well, I'm just thinking of caffeine per ounce. Yeah. 45 beverages ranked by caffeine per ounce. Of course the internet's got this. Water. Probably the least caffeine per ounce. Water. Uh, Okay, so Mountain Dew has 4.5 milligrams per fluid ounce. Jolt Cola has 10 milligrams per fluid ounce. That's the sodas. Okay, let's see. Average coffee is 12 milligrams per fluid ounce. Uh, Starbucks coffee is 20.6 milligrams per fluid ounce. There is a Devil Mountain Coffee Company Black Label Brewed Coffee that has 129.6 milligrams per fluid ounce. And then Monster Energy has 10. And then let's see, some of these caffeine shots are just ridiculous. There's something called Dynapep, 714.3 milligrams per fluid ounce. So yes, so start with Coke, Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. uh, 
and work your way up the list. Yeah, Mountain Dew, then up to, you know, Monster Energy and that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, yeah some of, of the course, coffees start going crazy. I mean, caffeine is a toxin. But as CGP Grey points out, uh, your body will be getting it out of your body faster than you can put it into your body. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't know Starbucks coffee is that much caffeine in it. That's crazy. How much caffeine does Starbucks coffee? Does Starbucks coffee have more caffeine than like other coffees? Yes. Yes, it does. Huh. Your Dunkin' Donuts coffee has... Jackman's coffee on that list? Uh, no. Uh, Laughing Man Coffee Caffeine Content. That's it's really sad is not... I, tr- I tried the Death Wish coffee and I honestly could not tell a difference. <laughs> and supposedly that's got 60 milligrams per fluid ounce. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah, I honestly could not tell the difference. I don't know what that means. Um, that you've probably had too much caffeine? Yeah. Have you ever tried the, the Laughing Man coffee? Uh, I have not. I know it exists, but I have not tried it yet. Can we, I uh, order it? We pr- you can. From Amazon, Target, Walmart, and Kroger. Or directly from laughingmancafe.com. Well, I'll probably just order it directly from the man himself. Laura says sometimes directly from Costco. Oh, sorry, the, the coffee is actually at laughingmancoffee.com. Because that's different than laughingmancafe.com. Laughingmancoffee.com is the link to Keurig's website. <laughs> so you can buy it not directly from the man. You can buy it through Keurig. Well, that's... <laughs> uh... Or Amazon. Uh... <laughs> and for some reason, Keurig's website seems to use a lot of the styling of Amazon's website. Yep. Like a lot of the same styling as Amazon. (laughs) Yep. Like they stole the CSS page of Amazon. Well, when people go online, they go shopping, they go to Amazon, and if you people know Amazon. Yeah, I guess. Jeez, that's a lot of coffee. You can buy an 88 k-cup box of this coffee that's what i'd normally buy when i buy coffee is you know the big boxes the gigantic boxes yeah actually i uh depending on who's got the sale i either buy it from um costco Mm -hmm. or i buy it from um farm and fleet how how much does an 88 cup box cost well, they're normally, I think they're like 80 count boxes, and they're normally around 20 to 25. Whoa, that's not bad. No. Granted, you what know, by the time you get towards your... the end of the box, you're like, this is, um, it's, it's coffee. <laughs> it, yep. It is scientifically proven to be coffee. What do you do with your, um, cups? Um, I used to tear them apart and, you know, compost the grounds and then, you know, be able to recycle the plastic and throw away the foil. Yeah. But um, I'm just afraid of having a thing of coffee grounds around with Isaac. (laughs) Okay. 
Do you do you still take them apart so you can recycle it, or just throw the whole thing out? Sometimes. Okay. I haven't I haven't been as good as I used to be about that. So, I'm working on it. So, Dave, have you filled out your census form yet? I have. And I voted. I got to do both. Oh, is your primary already? Uh, Our primary is technically in two more days. Ah. And the governor this weekend, this is great, right? On Friday, the governor of Wisconsin called an emergency session of the Wisconsin legislature. Summoning them to the Capitol to say, we should postpone the election. It will be stupid to have everyone go to a single spot when we have a stay-at-home order. This is a bad idea. In fact, we should mail every registered voter an absentee ballot. The legislature convened. And said no. They gaveled open the session. And immediately closed the session. Not open the floor to debate. Not, hey, here's why. Or, hey, we don't think that this is a good idea. Just immediately closed the session and went home. See, your governor is Democratic. Yep. Your legislature, without even guessing, is probably going to be Republican. Well, that, that is a guess, but you're saying without looking. But yes. Yeah. Correct. It is a Republican con- controlled legislature, a GOP controlled. And just, oh my God, like, it, that's not good. <clears throat> yeah. So we have our election coming up. And I've, I've voted absentee already. But we'll see what the impact of this is in about two more weeks when all of a sudden. Everyone is sick again. Have you filled in your census, Andy? Actually not. No. <laughs> I need to. Andy! I know. I you mean, I worked for the census ten I years ago. I worked for the census last, year, last time. What's the holdup? Just haven't had a chance to sit down and do it. Yeah? I just haven't had a, to, uh, haven't had a chance to do it. Andy, do it I know. with Isaac. I know. Like, sit down and have it be a family activity. Yeah, I know. It takes five minutes. It's literally, I know, and I'm literally staring at the census ID paperwork sitting right next to me. Your census ID is something, 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 dash, etc. Yes. Yeah, I've actually got it on, on my desk right here as well. But I've already taken care of it. I said there are two people here. Yeah, I should probably do that. We can do it today. Yeah, yeah, you should. Go do your census. Not right now, though. No, like literally right now. Because well, no. remember, the longer this takes, the longer it is until I go and work outside. <laughs> so what topics do you want to talk about? Oh, God, topics. Um... Jeez, I don't... Uh, E3 is coming back next year. Yes. So, evidently wasn't the final nail in the coffin. No, they said, nope, we're coming back. <laughs> they they may be a little optimistic. Uh, as I, I think it'll 
depend on on um, the impact on the Xbox Next and the PS5, which are released this year, aren't they? They're supposedly, yeah, still supposed to. Assuming they've got their supply chains in order. Mm-hmm. Granted, China like, seems to be, be coming out of this now. Yeah, well, that's... Yes. They seem to be coming out of this. They, they see they are reporting to come out of this. Yeah. Um, and reporting no new cases in a country of how many billion people? 1.3 billion people? I mean, if that's accurate, that's awesome, right? If you've contained it, you've contained it. And mm-hmm. you could get down to zero new cases. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, depending on the impact of the, the PS5 and the Xbox Next. Was it Xbox Series X? or something? I don't remember. Yeah, Xbox Series X. I used to be on top of these things, Andy. I used to know what was going on in the industry. Um, if they don't see any significant decrease to their expected sales, I don't know if they're going to go back to E3. I don't know. Like, why would you? Yeah. Well, um, IGN says that they are going to do a summer of gaming event. Yeah. That could fill the gap. I don't know. It's what, what is a summer of gaming? IGN has announced that it will hold a digital summer of gaming event in early June. Partners supporting the event include Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Amazon, Google, Twitter, Devolver Digital, and THQ Nordic. So now that E3 is... Maybe... They they haven't really announced any sort of digital replacement, have they? No, it's just canceled. Looks like IGN's trying to step in and take that over, though. Oh, I don't want to have to watch that entire thing, though. <clears throat> I don't. I, I just mean, wait for somebody else good to recap on them it for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I go to IGN to get the recap. Yeah. Right? Not like, the whole I don't kit there for, to be the source. <laughs> well, that's that'll be interesting, though. Like, so they're there for news and evidently, like, interviews and previews i don't know okay uh so it's just i don't i don't know you know i don't know what they're gonna go with this so yeah like i don't know where to take that either e3 is is not gonna happen but we'll still get your news i really kind of hope that e3 just kind of i don't know it's gonna be a different world when we come out of this thing yeah well it's what i said before right e3 is run by the esa and i would love it to be run by the eca instead what has the ECA been up to? Uh, that's a good question. In See, the ECA is the, that sort of organization where in an ideal world, they don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not, I want electronic consumer. It's ECA, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, the ECA.com. The ECA, Fika.com. Their last Entertainment press release Consumers Association. Was about, That's why I was getting it wrong. Their last press release was about the Newton, Connecticut school shooting. When was that? I'm trying to remember. Uh, their website's full of a bunch of broken gifts. <laughs> oh, that was Sandy Hook. That was 2012. Uh, <laughs> their last press release was back in Is the 20- ECA actually doing anything? 
their last tweet it was in 2016 okay i'm a little worried <laughs> eca are Contact you okay us subject are you still around <laughs> are you membership still there? benefits their website looks broken the bottom of it says copyright 2020, so somebody must have updated something. Let's see, is there anything on their Facebook page? Yeah, but the date that it was, like, the copyright doesn't really mean anything. Yes, but somebody, I think, would have, unless they have that automatically update. Could absolutely have that automatically updating. Gamepolitics.com hasn't updated in 2010. Uh, Gaming Culture hasn't updated since 2016. Page tracker. Zoom tight. Last review from 2017. The organization is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Last post from them is 2014. Well, never nope, mind. Sorry, a post I don't want the ECA to take over uh, E3. <laughs> I, I take that back. I had not done my research. The ECA is dead why is there no consumer advocacy group for the entertainment industry i don't know that is um hmm. i don't know how to feel about this not great i feel not great about this i mean i guess they've basically been dead for six years and we haven't noticed it so how bad can it be mm-hmm. but also what the hell <clears throat> I, I don't know. Laura's pointing out, think of all the things that you and I have complained about in the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> that these are things that the ECA could have and should have been stepping in for. Mm-hmm. Wow, like it's just, it came out of nowhere that they disappeared. They faded off into the distance. It was just like, oh, they were here and now suddenly they were not. Yeah. So Dave, what I need you to do yes. is start up... <laughs> The <laughs> new consumer ECA. advocacy group restart the ECA. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that. Ah. Um, so I'm, I'm not the guy who starts things. I'm the guy who finds people to start things. That's true. So I'll I'll keep my eyes open. Oh, we didn't. And po- see. Oh, shoot, I forgot to post the topic. Oh, yep. There you go. I know exactly what topic you're talking about too. Yep. Among cancellations this year because of uh, COVID, uh, the Gamers Forgiving event was moved to be entirely online. However, that did not stop them from raising a lot of money. Yep. Six hundred and... What's the total? $675,425. That's pretty good. I'd they like had a goal of seven hundred thousand, but still, they made uh, they surpassed last year's goal by more than thirty eight thousand. So, props to them for that. Yep, like that's a that's a good amount. Mm-hmm. Especially since there was another was it Twitch was hosting some COVID nineteen fundraiser the same weekend. <laughs> I think. I have no idea. I don't know. Everything just seems to be blending together. As we know from the intro, I still think it's March. 
<laughs> that's that's true. It is not March. It is April. Yes. I don't know. I I think it was on Wednesday when I actually had forgotten what day it was. Oh, like, that's I been knew it was a weekday, so I knew that I had to do work. But like, I I couldn't tell you during that day whether it was like Tuesday through Friday. Yep. 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 Nope. I knew it wasn't Monday because I had worked the day before. <laughs> But beyond that, I was like, wait, I'm looking at my calendar. Which of these things do I have today? Which column is today's column? Shit. Yeah, earlier this week, I was driving in, and I couldn't remember what day of the week it was until uh, I was listening to one of our stations. And on Thursday, they always have a, a tr- what they call the trading post or plug away where people mm-hmm. can call in and try and, you know, sell something. Or if they're looking to buy something or, you know, have an event to promote, we just kind of open the phone lines for a half hour. Um, that's always on Thursday. So luckily, you know, he was able to tell me, it's like, you know, we'll have a plug away Thursday tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, so today's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oops, oops, oops. Um, so speaking of other delays, um, yeah. Gamescom <clears throat> may or may not be delayed or a digital presence so they had delayed it previously right they'd said we won't be doing it but we'll do it in or is that no i'm thinking gdc gdc is like we'll do it in august yes gamescom is normally in august uh but it seems next month the venue and the german industry association named game really is that their actual abbreviation or not Probably. abbreviation. Um, acronym. Acronym. What does that stand for? German Games Industry Association. It's literally just named Game. Is it not even an acronym? It's just that's what they named it? I guess so. Just, I mean, the danger, right? All it takes is one person who's infected to restart the whole darn thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm kind of worried about, you know. We're flattening the curve right now, but we can't flatten it forever. I feel like we're just buying time in order to get PPE and hospitals up and running. No, you because the the more people who are infected over time, the more people are resistant over time. Oh, so we're just trying to get towards herd immunity? Not well, that is part of it. Yes. Uh but also just like the idea of flattening the curve is the area under the curve is the same thing. Flattening the curve extends the, the duration. Okay. I get you. So rather so than the, having a massive peak where everything gets overloaded, we're still going to have right. the same number of people infected, but it's going to be at a more longer. manageable level. Right. That's for the a, entire purpose. That is, in fact, the, the description of flattening the curve. Gotcha. Okay. I'm still, Does you know, I, I literally, I'm, I'm going to two places, well, three places. <laughs> Work, home, grocery store? Yes. Yep. We are, uh, we're looking at doing the online grocery ordering and pickup. Ours, according to Meyer and stuff there, have like just, it's, you gotta schedule like weeks out for the pickup. Really? Yeah. I haven't looked at how far out we need to schedule ours. I would say take a gander and see how far out you need to schedule your pick, you know, your pickup. 
yeah. and then fi- figured it out. Granted, you know, I am technically considered an essential employee, so if I got up at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, I think I could go shopping during the essential workers' hour. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did you sneeze into your elbow? I did. Okay, good. Let's see. Meyer stores and farmers provide dedicated shopping times for essential service workers and Meyer team members on Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 to 8 a.m. local time. So, yeah, if I somehow got up and got to the store at 7 a.m., then I could. Uh, yeah, I know. That's, that's part of me is just going, oh, uh, that's that's kind of gross. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want deals.com. I want the online shopping thing. There we go. Reserve time slot. If I were to go and do this. Hey, there's a time slot today. Nope, that's not today. That's April 10th. See? The next time slot available is April 10th. Friday. Yep. So, can you handle a week? I mean, we've been handling a week. Um, Can you handle another week? I can handle another week. Yeah. That's for the curbside pickup, though. Do I have... Could I do not curbside pickup? Is that only curbside pickup available? Dang. I think that is indeed curbside pickup. <clears throat> mm-hmm. People are thinking, oh, I can go... You know, I can just pick it for today. And it's like, no. No, nope. this, this system's getting overwhelmed, too. Yep. I technically have enough pasta <laughs> to make it to Friday. And I made a giant batch of pasta sauce, so that that could work. I've got... I'd really need to plan out the meals, though. Like, God, how long is this going to go on for? I don't want to plan meals two weeks in advance. This is why, you know, uh, probably after I get off the podcast and as it goes down, we'll probably figure out our dinners for next week, and then on Monday... Probably sometime before noon, I'll go shopping at Meyer. Yeah, I get in there. You know, I put on my rubber gloves. Granted, yep. I probably I'll should have to get a I'll mask to too. Gloves. Laura is actually behind me on the floor making a mask because we were talking about this. I actually think I've You're got like, a, well, some. I think I've got some dust masks actually in my office somewhere. I don't know, man. If you go out wearing anything looking like an N95, people might get upset at you. <laughs> like, why isn't that at a hospital where it's really needed? Because it's it it's not an actual N95 mask, I do not believe. Okay. Um, someone burned a telephone mast in the UK. Yes. Because they were insane. Yes. Uh, but believed that coronavirus was not actually a thing and that it was 5G Yes, that was doing the damage to people and, and attacking people's lungs. Yes, that it, it, this is actually going around right now, and I don't understand it. People think, that, that, man, there's been so much fight back about this 5G stuff as well. Yep. That there's a conspiracy theory going around that says that COVID-19 is caused by the 5G rollout. Yep. To be clear, it's not. No. What's really funny is that tower that was burned didn't actually have any 5G gear on it. Oh, my God. (sighs) 
Andy, why are people idiots? Because people can think something and quickly Google and see that other people also think the same way. But but why are people idiots? I would like to know this, please. Like, I don't know. I can't. Oh, my God. Okay. It's, I don't. I don't I, know. Neither do I. I don't have an explanation. That's that seems to be a theme this episode. Uh, not having an explanation. Where did the ECA go? I don't know. Why do people? What's think- going on with E three? I don't know. Why do people think five G is causing <laughs> coronavirus? It's not causing coronavirus, no, no, no. Andy. Yeah. It's it's not causing COVID nineteen. There's no such thing. COVID-19 and coronavirus are just the government trying to take away our liberties. It looks like we both added a topic about that. Oh, well, feel free to delete one of them. No, I'm just going to leave them both there. Uh, Okay, so what what else do we have? There's got to be something. Uh, HQ Trivia is back. Well, that was fast. (laughs) Got canceled, what, end of February? Yeah, like a month and a half ago. Yep. And it's back? Yep. Where did that come from? <laughs> did they did they get more money? Like uh a source close to the company confirmed to The Verge the app is officially back, meaning that this just isn't a one-off event. Uh episodes will begin to air more regularly in the future, but the schedule is currently up in the air. The company has been acquired by a private investor who has asked not to be named. Okay, so they did get a new source of income. Yes. Oh my gosh, why did I not post this topic either? I don't know. Why didn't you? The um, Sprint-T-Mobile merger has been officially signed. Oh, so are they a single company now? Yes, under the T-Mobile banner. I mean, my phone still says Sprint. Yep. Is is it going to change at some point? Uh, well, there's now a new uh, roaming agreement to let Sprint users onto its network as part of the response to the coronavirus pandemic. Wait, say that again? Uh, I guess Sprint can now roam on T-Mobile's network. Uh, aren't those different technologies? Well, uh, depends on if you're on the right frequencies. Because basically, all, all you know, back in the old day, you know, you had AT&T and T-Mobile on one set of frequencies. You had uh, Verizon and Sprint on another? I don't think or was so. Sprint on its own thing? I don't remember. But basically, when LTE came out, it was all on the 600 megahertz spectrum range. Uh-huh. So, LTE is LTE is LTE, basically. Okay. Full list of devices that support T-Mobile's 600 megahertz spectrum. Here we go. Pixel 4. Pixel 4. Pixel 4. Uh, Google Pixel 4. Yay! You can also get on the 700 megahertz and the 850 megahertz and the 1900 megahertz and the 17 to 2100 megahertz. You can handle it all, Dave. So, hopefully in the future, you will actually have better coverage. Hopefully. 
uh, including rural areas, over the next 60 days, and this was on March 19th. Well, good for them. Uh, what it also means, though, is the fact that um, there's going to be a new CEO. Oh. Oh. Who? Uh, the um, Mike Severt, former, I think he was one of the higher-ups in T-Mobile, but he's now the new president and CEO. What happened to John whatever his name was? John Legrenny? Yeah, Mr. I'm I'm a disruptor. Uh, I think he's stepping down, and I think that was part of the... um, But wasn't wasn't he, like, what was quoted by the judge a bunch was, like, because of John L., like, this is going to be a great thing, and T-Mobile's a disruptor, and we should totally do this. Uh, T-Mobile today announced that its board of directors named Mike... Zivert as CEO, effective May 1st. John will still stay on until the end of his contract on April 30th. John will still remain a member of the board. Okay. Okay, uh, Mike used to be the chief marketing officer and then COO. Chief operating officer. Yep. I see. So, yeah, so Dave, welcome to the family. (laughs) <laughs> thanks cool what does the sprint website say about the merger I don't know let's find out and it just redirects to T-Mobile no um, learn how we're responding to COVID-19 and that's it as of April 1st, 2020, Sprint is a T-Mobile company. All news will now be posted to the T-Mobile newsroom. Please visit T-Mobile.com slash news for the latest updates on new T-Mobile. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Their pictures have like a merger of their two colors. Aw. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, aw. I'm looking right. at the, the tower version of that, so. Yeah. Uh, April 1st. Why would you publish this on April 1st? That's when they got to sign the paperwork. Yep. Wow, there's a lot of stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Better products at lower prices. Yeah, really? You sure about that? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'll have to talk to the uh, owners of my Sprint plan to see what's going on with that. I might need to start paying for my own phone. There's a 15 15- dollar a month plan now for t-mobile that's pretty good unlimited talk text and two gigabytes of high-speed data so what happens when i reach the cap of two gigabytes uh either you'll be limited or you will just not have data probably just heavily throttled Oh, but unlike other plans that will slow you down once you blow through this allotment you'll need to pay for more or switch to a higher data plan for $25 a month, you get a 5-gigabyte data plan. Wow, there's actually a cell phone plan out there that might be cheaper than what we currently have. That's impressive. That is impressive. I mean, I have been holding on to this $40 a month plan for... Forever. Forever, because there has not been a better option. And T-Mobile's current, current cheapest option, non-grandfathered in, is $60 a month for one line. So... Man, that $15 a month plan. Hmm. I'll have to see how much data I use. 
Really? I'm on my phone and you want me to still sign into my own account? God, I gotta remember what the hell my password is. <laughs> uh, Andy? Yeah? Maybe we should come back to topics? I suppose... What else we got here topic-wise? Oh, Folding at Home now has one million downloads. Woo! That's cool. Yeah, one mil- is currently running on over one million devices. So, so a lot of people... I I downloaded it, I installed it, and it started running, and then it seemed to, like, glitch, and it couldn't make its way through the first, like, demo package. Hmm. So I, I turned it off, because it just wasn't doing anything. Have you installed it on your machine? Uh, I have not, because my laptop already <laughs> is... Um, not doing great? Yeah. Uh, so we have a scanner for Pokemon Go which runs on a server to, you know, watch what's going on. Um, that that server, uh, because of thing going on, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. I might have already talked about this on the show. Because of, of COVID-19 and the stay-at-home order, we actually decided to deactivate the server so that the scanner is not operating mm-hmm. uh, because we don't want to encourage people to go outside, right? The whole thing about Pokemon Go is to go out and play, and we're like, ah, no, 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 no. So we turned off that that um, scanner, but that's a it's a very intense process. It has to go through a lot of data. It breaks the terms of service with Pokemon Go and Niantic. Um <laughs> And so what we we ended up doing is we actually took the server and installed Folding at Home on the server. Oh, nice. And so that's been running. Uh, just in case you're wondering, I've used 2.5 gigabytes during the last billing period. Kate used 6. So I could get down to 25, but Kate w- would not be able to. Mm. Our home internet usage, 60 gigabytes last month. Damn. But we still, you know, I've been on the LTE now for a month, and I still haven't noticed any difference compared to our cable modems, so I feel like that's a good call for 20 bucks less a month. Yep. All right, where are we at in this episode? <laughs> oh, my, we're already at that point? Um, okay, uh, what do we got here? Oh, um, Activision won their lawsuit against AM General over okay. the use of... Um, Humvees in the Call of Duty games. Oh. Huh. And so they were able to use it? Well, the, the, yeah, they had them in the games there, and then AM General claimed that, you know, <clears throat> that they need Those to license. Ours. Yeah, this, yeah, this vehicle is ours. You need to license it from us. And the judge said, well, you know, Activision had a First Amendment right to depict contemporary warfare in its game. Since, you know, if realism is an artistic goal, then the presence of modern warfare games of vehicles employed by actual militaries undoubtedly furthers that goal. Whoa! That's... That doesn't seem quite right. Huh. I'm trying to think of what the the expanded implications of that would be. I don't know. That's... Okay. Okay. I, I don't have any uh, any dire consequences coming off of that. I'm no, no, I can't think about it either. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah no, you, they want to make a realistic, you know, modern military game, and so therefore they will need to use realistic modern military equipment 
and not just like knock off stuff. Yeah. Granted, did AM General ask to have the same? Didn't AM General and Jeep have a spat over the grill of the Hummer? I have no idea. That is your domain, sir, not mine. Yep, yeah, back in 20... 2002, GM wins another round in Hummer Jeep grill battle. The grill of the Hummer H2 does not infringe on the Jeep trademark. Seventh Court, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled back in 2002. So there you go on that part. Um, yep. Supposedly we need to update your Chrome because the U.S. Uh, government says ooh. that uh, there's some problems. Okay, so I should I should click this button that says update Google Chrome. Well, not right now. Wait no? until we're done, oh. and then update to eighty point zero point three nine eight seven point one six two. Eighty point zero point what? Three nine eight seven point one six two. Uh, I'm I'm at point one three two. I'm at point one four nine. So oh, yeah, supposedly there's security flaws in there. Um, for uh, it comes with fixes for three high severity vulnerabilities. Son of a! All right. Well, as soon as we finish this, I'll update. Yep. And hopefully, it'll restore my like five pages of tabs. So, yes, the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agent is advising companies, institutions, and users to update their Chrome because three high-severity vulnerabilities. So make sure you do that. Will do. And on the um, last, last note, yeah. here, unless you got something else. Nope, go for it. The FAA has told Boeing and um, other uh, airlines that their Boeing 787s need to be turned off and turned back on again every 51 days. <laughs> Why? The Airworthiness Why? Directive orders Why? airlines to power cycle their B-787s before their aircraft reaches the specified days of continuous power on operation is needed to prevent stale data from populating the aircraft systems, a problem that has occurred on different 787 systems in the past. If the aircraft is powered on for more than 51 days, this can lead to display of misleading data to the pilots, with the data including airspeed, altitude, attitude, and engine operating indicators. On top of all that, the stall warning horn and overspeed horn also stop working. Wow. So their answer is turn it off and turn it back on. Yes, turn it off. That will clear out the data cache and turn it back on again. Yep. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, 51 days. You got to turn it off and turn it back on again. So says the FAA. Which now, if I ever go on a flight and it's a 787, I'm going to ask the crew, when was the last time this was power cycled? I'll be that guy. <laughs> ask the, the flight attendant, when's the last time this, this plane was turned off? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they're going to know that. Probably. Well, hopefully they'll have somebody who will know it. Yep. Right, so should we hit the randoms? Sure, it is your review. My review, I am reviewing the multi-purpose laser level that I got off of Amazon. I can't tell you specifically which brand because if you go and look it up, there's a lot of them out there and they're all basically the same. It's one of those things where it's like I'm guessing there was like one manufacturer who makes it and then a bunch of people can just slap their label on it. 
Okay. So yes, it is the. Hold on, let me pull up the link that I sent to you. So this is a. It's a level. Uh huh. It's got three levels on there, so it can do horizontal, vertical, and forty-five degree angle. The the bubbles. The bubbles. Yes. Okay. Um. It's got a small six-inch ruler on one side and a, um, I forgot exactly how many centimeter ruler on the other side. Uh, six inches times 2.5 is probably about a 15 centimeter. Yeah, 15 centimeter um, level on the other, <laughs> or yeah, on there. It's also got a eight foot measuring tape in the back. Okay. But... Uh, why I got this one is it had, um, uh, it's got a laser line on it. So if you want to, you can have a horizontal line or a vertical line, or you can have both and have uh, a cross. A little cross hatch? Yep. How far does the laser extend? Well, it's the old red laser. So yeah. depending on how bright the room is. Okay. Like, I was using this outside on a cloudy day. I got about, oh, I got about 48 inches being outside on a cloudy day. Uh Uh-huh. Being outside on a sunny day, I couldn't get that far. No, no. But I was talking about, like, I I guess, what's the, the angle? So if I shine it at the wall... Mm-hmm. And it's making a crosshatch. Mm-hmm. The closer I am to the wall, the smaller the crosshatch. Yes. So what is the angle from the the source to the the edge of the crosshatch? Oh. If I do it from across a room, will it cover the whole wall? Um give me one second. <laughs> He's going to get it. He's literally just going and getting it right now. I don't know because I don't have it here. Okay. I thought I had brought it back home with me, but I guess I still have it at work. Not in your super amazing backpack? No. Okay. No, that one's full of some other tools at the moment. So, um, yeah, it, it all depends on how bright the room is. Yep. I'm not sure exactly how big of a uh, range it has. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, you know, I, I needed a nice laser level and, um, cross hatch one. And it's 10 bucks. Yeah. That's not bad. No, I could use that. I could really use that. Okay, cool. Now you have to be careful though. Um, cause I didn't need a cr- I needed a crosshatch so I didn't worry about it but mm-hmm. the um the laser level didn't come level when I first got it. Right. It it even has a thing here about adjusting it. Yeah. So you got to you got to check that first before you actually <laughs> if you need something perfectly level <clears throat> I I check the level first before um you know make sure it's square before you do anything. Yeah. I I just wonder about like could you open this and put in a different laser diode? Oh, like one of the green diodes instead? Yeah, because, like, this is only 10 bucks, right? Yeah. So, like, if I were to go and buy two of them, so I've got one no matter what, 
And then the other one, I go and like open it up and I unscrew this and I take out the diode and I get a different diode and put it in there. Could I make a more powerful? Uh, laser depend- diode. You probably, I don't know. I haven't messed with lasers because you know. Because lasers? Yeah. Because that's going to be, uh, what, 650 for the red? <laughs> that's huge. Oh, probably not. <laughs> Andy, you want to buy a uh, $106 2.5 watt 450 nanometer focusable blue laser diode? No. It's part of a, a laser head assembly for engraving. Yeah, no, that I could see that happening. And the answer is no. <laughs> I, I do not need that powerful of a laser. No, no. I, I, I mean, if you, if you thought about it, if you could line it up so that the, the blue laser was like the same as the red laser, and then you, you like, okay, I've got the red laser, I've got the line where I want it, and you turn the blue laser on to engrave that line... You're like, okay, now it's there. I don't need the laser anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's still kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, you can buy a two-pack of the green lasers for 20 bucks. That's not too bad. But yeah, no, this one, if you're inside the house, should probably be okay. It's Just, just yeah, don't take it outside. To, yeah, if you're trying to take it outside, this laser is not that powerful. Yeah. Laser levels and accessories. I just still love that, the, you know, if you just look on on Amazon, there's, you know, compared with similar items. Yeah, I'm seeing four of the items on here on similar items are literally the same exact thing, just a different label on it. A laser level, green line, self-leveling construction laser with pulse mode and a working time of up to 40 hours. 40 bucks? No. <laughs> Guess again. 140 bucks? Keep going. 240 bucks? Close enough. 260 bucks. Oh jeez. That's crazy. This is construction grade. Yeah, like, no, that makes sense, yeah. Holy crap though, the picture is incredible. What the hell? Here. Oh yeah, no, I don't doubt it. Yeah, if you want to make everything square to the room. Yeah. The one thing I don't... Okay, so the one thing I don't see about this is somehow the fact that there's a laser level line behind the guy on the ladder. Uh, You mean that the ladder is not stopping the, the laser from hitting the wall? Yes. Yeah, there should probably be a shadow of the ladder there. Yeah. I mean, it's all fake, right? Like, they just drew a green line on the picture. Probably, yeah. Granted, the ladder does have a green hue on it, so... Yeah, but that's easy enough to Photoshop. Yeah. That actually would probably not happen. Probably not. Right? There'd be a green line on the ladder, but not a a splash. Yeah. That's a really expensive thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What did I say it was? It was some... Oh, what is your brand? Like, so, are we talking, like, the podcast? Oh, this yeah, that's, was that. that's the thing. Like, what are the brands that I prefer? Or, like, what is the brand that I, like, what is my brand? I think this came off of the uh, 
the the E3 we were talking about where there was like, you know, engagements and brands and and the idiocy of like the the influencer culture. Yeah, the influencers and all that other stuff. Um so I I don't know what my brand is. Um the slightly nerdy, slightly funny, helpful guy. I I think I'd go for more of a for myself at least more of a counterculture brand, which is always kind of ironic because it's a brand. How can a brand be counterculture? I don't know. Ask the people who sold all those tie dye T shirts or Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like I beat my brand is the uh, the sidekick in a romantic comedy movie. <laughs> that's not a brand. That's a character description. Character descriptions can be brands too, right? Oh no, man! What is your personal brand? There's a quiz on Glassdoor. I don't want to know, and you shouldn't either. Who are Those quizzes you really? are it's, just... It's ten questions. Like, it's ten questions, okay. Yeah, but Andy, the, pur- the purpose of those quizzes is to just, like, scrape your social information. I don't know, I think my brand has to do with, like, betterment of all. That sounds that sounds about right. What's the podcast brand? RA Podcast. That is the brand of RA Podcast. Well, didn't we talk... It's like the, uh, the geeky take on today's topics or something like that? Some... Yeah, something like that. Weekly recap of nerdy news. Uh, I think for for this one, Andy, I got to go back to the uh, the theme of the week. I don't know. <laughs> like I just I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to respond to almost everything we've talked about this week. I also don't know what that says about me. But I think that's that's it. Hold on, Unless I got, you like, got something else to add. I've got. I'm on question eight out of ten. Oh come on! Stop. I'm almost. I'm almost... Alright, answer the questions. Come All on. Right, hold on. I'm working on this thing here. Okay, 9 out of 10. You're a maven. What does that even mean? At heart, you're a specialist in what you do. You love coming up with new ideas, learning about new developments in your line of work, and sharing your expertise with others. Your colleagues know that they can come to you for your deep knowledge of your field. You'll never get bored at work because you're always looking for what's next. That's it. Yeah. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. <clears throat> All right. What's my What's my brand? I'm a maven. Even. Yep. Evidently. Supposedly. Yep. According to this random <laughs> internet. Yeah. So, there you go. Okay. And on that uh, note. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>